Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Morgan Birch, age 12, currently in sunny L.A., and today we'll be talking about some amazing topics, including talking to J.J. Johnson, who's the creator um, of Dino Dan, wonderful wizard of Dino Oz. And at the same time, we'll also be talking about Finding Dory, Harry Benson, Arrival, Rules Don't Apply, and Moana. But right now, we are talking to the fantastic J.J. Johnson, who's the creator of Dino Dan, wonderful wizard of Dino Oz. So how are you today, sir? Doing well. How are you? I am doing terrific. So let's get this started. Um, where are you from? And where uh, so, do you live now? Uh, so I'm originally from a small town in Ontario, which is a province in Canada. Uh, and now I uh, run a production company in Toronto. Oh, wow. So that's really cool. Now, do you have any children? Uh, I don't have any children yet, but I uh, recently got married, and we're certainly hoping to have kids soon. Oh. Now, what was your favorite cartoon when you were a child? Oh, my gosh, so many. I would say um, probably Transformers, although I don't. you're probably too young, but there was a series called Mask. Uh, which was um, kind of like vehicles that would transform into multiple vehicles. I love that one. Thundercats was amazing. Uh, these oh, are I probably all. Do you remember Thunder? Oh wait, but you saw the new version of Thundercats, right? Yeah, I've seen the new version. I have. Yeah, yeah. The original is even more impressive. Wow, then it's gonna yeah. be really impressive. <laughs> that was great. Now, when you were a child, did you like dinosaurs? And do you still like dinosaurs? I, I think, uh, I, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of goes through a period where they're particularly fascinated with dinosaurs. I try to think about, um, you know, when that happens for kids and just how surreal and crazy it has to be. You know, let's imagine you're like three, four, five years old, and suddenly someone tells you about these giant reptilian creatures that used to stomp around the planet 150, 200 million years ago. And then were wiped out by a giant asteroid from space, which covered the Earth in dust. Like, it's such a crazy concept uh, for, for a kid to hear that it, I, I think it's, um, it's, it's so clear why everyone has a phase where they're just kind of um, trying to gleam all information on dinosaurs. That, yeah, I completely understand. I actually have been through that trans transition. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that is just... Incredible, because you're like, how the heck could that even happen? <laughs> totally, totally. And I also think, um, I mean, this show was originally inspired. Uh, I did a, a TV show before this called This is Daniel Cook, which was about a show that followed this little five-year-old boy around on his um, adventures as he tried different jobs. And when I, when I first met him, he wanted to uh, study dinosaurs. And then we shot, I think, two seasons of him going on all these different adventures. I think in the end, he tried 130 different jobs. And in the end, he still wanted to be a paleontologist. And I remember asking him, like, what was it about dinosaurs? And he just loved that people hadn't discovered everything yet. And I think that's one of the cool things about uh, whether it's dinosaurs or science or space. <clears throat> it's still subjects that we're finding things, finding new things every day. We're changing our minds or, or tweaking what we knew about dinosaurs in the past. So it, it's, it's, it's an evolving subject. 
Uh, and I think that's also why it holds a, a particular spot of interest. Yeah, and of course, uh, I love the show. I mean, I have seen a couple of episodes and I absolutely love it. Oh, great. Because the dinosaurs are fascinating. And adult dinosaurs would be, like, very expensive to feed and way too hard to uh, confine. And so they would just roam around the neighborhood, and so would the little babies. But they could be, like, maybe just a tad bit easier to confine. But uh, don't worry, they are friendly. And I love that they are they just roam around. They're all in his um, – he can see them. And it's just incredible the way that you bring them to life. Because oh. you're, like – they're yeah. from millions of years ago, and it's kind of like a – awesome Frankenstein where he brings you know he brings all these awesome things yeah uh, again I think kids like dinosaurs because they're big and awesome and scary and exciting and so you know in, in this show dinosaurs do new, do, uh, do not talk but they are in the real world so that you can get a sense of just how big they are if we describe a dinosaur like a brachiosaurus as being as long as two school buses we want to be able to show that uh, but these are not stories about you know sharing and caring these are stories where we really get into uh, what it what it must have been like to be a dinosaur, how they hunted, uh, how they worked together, what were their strategies, how did they defend themselves? So we, you know, obviously there's a there's a drama to it, and there's a lot of fun and uh, action adventure, uh, but we do want to uh, kind of impart something new about dinosaurs. I mean, I've, we've done about um, you know three seasons of the show, so something like a hundred episodes, uh, and I'm still learning stuff. And even even episodes that we did, like in the first season, uh, the T Rex did not have any feathers. And since then, they've learned that the T-Rex absolutely had like a thin layer of fur over it. Little things like they used to really think that dinosaurs, I mean, they're, you know, they're called terrible lizards for a reason that they thought that they evolved from uh, reptiles. Now they really believe that it was, uh, it's more that uh, they have more similarities with birds. So you'll see in kind of later episodes that we start to tilt it a little bit more because, you know, what birds are, are vastly different. Yeah, they are. They're very different. Um, characteristics. Yeah, they, they speak more to each other. They've got uh, more colorful bodies and displays and ways of communicating. So it's nice to kind of reflect that in dinosaurs. Yeah, that's just fantastic. And it's fascinating the way that you've learned so much in these small little episodes. You're like that, That's just incredible. And your mind is like blown by the one episode. So yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> Um, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some fantastic topics, including the magnificent J.J. Um, Johnson, who's the creator of Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Dino Oz, Finding Dory, Harry Benson, Arrival, Rules Don't Apply, Moana, and right now I'm talking to J.J. Johnson, who's the creator of Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And our sponsor today is Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Dino Oz. So let's continue with our interview. And what, who do you look up to as a mentor? Like what made you really, as a child, like want to be um, with dinosaurs or like who inspired you and who uh, was your mentor? Sure. Um, you know, I, I would say that um, though I love dinosaurs, I, uh, what I like about going into TV and being able to create shows uh, is that you don't have to stay in one subject forever. Um, you know, I find my interest kind of changes. So it, it's nice, you know, uh, Sinking Ship, which is the production company that um, I founded with some friends. We've made about 15 shows now. We've done shows that deal with science, uh, called, a series called Androids. We have a math series on PBS called Odd Squad, which is basically kids spies, uh, you know, tearing around the earth. <laughs> Uh, we're looking to do a space show next. So it's, it's kind of nice to jump from topic to topic. Uh, so, you know, I would say my inspiration certainly comes from films that I watch and, and great directors. Uh, but I, I love the chance to kind of 
dip into a, um, a different field for a year or two, explore it, and then move on to something new. Definitely, and that's a great concept as well. That's why I love, um, that's why Hollywood's so amazing, because you can just do a variety of different things. One day you're a firefighter, then you're a princess, then, totally. you know, like you said, you just <laughs> jump from topic to topic. Yeah. So, also, I am a huge fan of Audit Squad. I love them. Okay. Oh, just, it's really smart and entertaining. And I also, uh, how was it? How is it working with kids? Because I know that you work with the fantastic Trek. Jimmy, yeah. yeah, who plays Trek in the show. So, and sure. what's it like working with him? I mean, I mean, it's it's great working with kids in general. I have you know a lot of our shows are um, live action CG blended series. So. Um, you know, they're, they're real actors, real places, and then we incorporate CG dinosaurs. And the thing that I love about working with kid actors or younger actors is, uh, you know, kids have such a incredible imagination that it's so easy for them to imagine these things. So when we're blocking at a scene and, you know, Trek's responding to multiple dinosaurs all around him, uh, it's so easy for him as a kid to do that because, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing, whether you're playing, you know, with... Uh, Star Wars or anything, or you're playing that you're a superhero, like you imagine yourself, you can see those things. And and I find sometimes adults have a harder time um, making that leap and being silly and kids just naturally fall into it. So, you know, I, if I'm honest with you, like I prefer working with kid actors uh, because there's just, there's no ego. They're, they're fun. They bring so much to the table and, you know, kids in general are great because they're constantly looking for ways to maximize their fun. They want to have a great time. And I think that's something that you, you know, as responsibilities and stuff seep into your life as an adult, you lose that a little bit. So to be reminded of that each day is um, a privilege. Why, thank you so much. And I definitely agree with you. Us kids are amazing, I have to say. And <laughs> we do have a great imagination. So that is actually a perfect way of explaining it to people who you know, are wondering what's it like to work with them. Sure. Now, also, what is what do you think the age range for this tar for your target audience would be? Sure, I would say um, you know the the show probably goes from four to nine. I think younger kids um, just love seeing these dinosaurs stomp around and, and learn a little bit. I think for the older kids, uh, we definitely uh, dip into subject matter that. Uh, I hope will surprise them or, or tweak what they thought they knew about dinosaurs in the past. Uh, all of our shows we try to make for family audiences, and that you know, includes Odd Squad and Androids, uh, that we want multiple people to enjoy them. So hopefully parents as well will pick up something that they, uh, that they didn't know or, or you know, change their mind on something because suddenly they realize that you know, dinosaurs have feathers or stuff like that. So hopefully the show appeals to a wide audience. I think it does. Well, thank you so much for this interview, sir. It is just a pleasure talking to you. And let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age 12, currently in sunny LA, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for the day is Dino Dan, Trek's Adventures, the wonderful wizard of Dino Oz. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We were just talking to J.J. Johnson about his new film, Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Dinos. And now we are going to be talking about Finding Dory DVD, released with Morgan, who is 11 and lives in Los Angeles. So, Morgan, first let's talk about the film. What did you think about the film? Um, I think this film was actually very crazy and wild, and I think that it was really fun, but I also think that uh, they could have made it a little better with a couple of the deleted scenes that they showed us, and a couple, um, they also have a bunch of bonus features, so they show us a couple of the um, the edited scenes and the deleted scenes, and I wish they had added a couple of those, because it would have made the, the moment really funny. It was just, they were really funny, and I wish they had added them, but other than that, I think it was really good. And I love the way that they had all the fun activity going on. And this film focuses on uh, the amazing Dory, played by Ellen DeGeneres. And now you kind of talked about the special features. Was there anything else instead of the uh, the latest scenes that they talked about at all? Like some future plans for the Finding Nemo, Finding Dory series? Did they talk about the production or anything like that? Well, um, including um, other than deleted scenes, they also had crew interviews and also some screensavers for the t- uh, your TV. So, like, if you ever had a moment where you're like, oh, let's just watch something on the TV, but, you know, we want to have it silent and we just want to look at something cool, then that was perfect. And they all were very fascinating and they kept my interest. And I loved the, de- um, 
my favorite deleted scene was probably meeting Hank when Dory first meets Hank and he is trying to help Dory get to her parents, but they can't find them anywhere. He's just kind of going like, uh, he's like wishes that it was over because he wants to get away from her because he's very introverted and he's very, uh, he's just so weird and he wants to, you know, kind of stay in his little zone and Dory's like, let's be friends and let's find my parents. And she's crazy and quirky. And I found myself laughing and giggling in like two seconds flat. Yeah, Dory definitely makes you laugh. So you mentioned Ellen DeGeneres. Of course, she plays Dory. And we, of course, have Albert Brooks playing Marlon. But we also have some newcomers to the series, like Ed O'Neill playing Hank. And we have Ty Burrell playing Bailey. And we have, we have uh, Dan Keaton playing Jenny. I mean, the whole cast is just fantastic. So how do they all do? They all did terrific. Their voiceovers were very superb. You could really tell that they all spent a, a long time working on them. And they really made the characters come out to life. And my favorite uh, character, who is brand new, was probably the octopus. He was hilarious. I loved him because he was just, he was so silly and very funny. And his name is Hank, and he was just so introverted. And the two of um, him and Dory together were just, just had laughing. You could just put a smile on your face seeing the two of them collide. Because they're complete opposites. Honestly, they're complete opposites, but they come together and they just are like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I, I loved Hank too, and Ed O'Neill just did such a fantastic job playing him. Now, something that um, the original Finding Nemo achieved so perfectly at was the animation. So how did Finding Dory do with the animation? The animation was actually really well done, and one of my favorite interviews was actually uh, skating and sketching with Jason Demir. Because he thought of a, he told us like what uh, some of the key points for the characters were in the film. So for the beluga whale, he's told us that he thought of like an oven mitt, and then for Finding Nemo, he thought of like a flying ping pong paddle and a chicken wing, and he like told us all these cool things that he thought of to draw the characters. And I think it was really funny the way he did that. Interesting. I remember talking to some people from from uh, Pixar, and they talked about how. They had to actually go underwater to figure out how to successfully animate underwater. And that was just so cool to learn that. And how many stars do you give Finding Dory and why? Um, I would give Finding Dory a good, solid four and a half out of five starfish. Because, like I said, there were a couple of scenes that could have been better. But other than that, it was really great. The animation and all the bonus features were amazing. And uh, very quickly, what age range do you give it? Five to 18 would be a good audience for this. And even though this movie is rated PG, I think younger kids will also love the Sectopus, which is Hank, the Seals, the Blue Whale, and all the new quirky characters. And of course, they will enjoy some of the old characters. And even though some of the content is sad and serious and might worry a younger audience, if they're sensitive, just remind them that they're all you will always be there and that you'll never forget them and they'll be okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about the Finding Dory DVD. It is out now, so definitely check it out. I also saw the film, and I have to say, it's great. I definitely recommend it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and right now we were just talking to Morgan about the new DVD release of Finding Dory. Now we're going to continue talking to Morgan, but now about a documentary, or is it a movie? I don't really know. Maybe Morgan can answer, called Harry Benson Shoot First. So, Morgan, what's... Oh. Can, go ahead. It's like half movie, half documentary, because at the same time of showing us all these incredible pictures, which is probably the movie part, and telling us about his history, which is the documentary part, it's really fun and fascinating. And documentaries now seem more like films than they do uh, boring lectures, because back then, 
when uh, documentaries first started, they kind of sounded like people were just talking to you and showing you like little pictures and being like, this is what happened. But now they're very energetic and bubbly and fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like documentaries did become more and more like stories, and I think that is really great. So what is this movie slash documentary about? It's about Harry Benson and how he became a photographer and all the cool people that he's, um, that he's shot and taken pictures of by, you know, showing us the photography that he's taken and showing us all the incredible figures by, well, just showing us the pictures and telling us he's photographed some incredible people, including Michael Jackson, Martin Luther King Jr., um, Muhammad Ali, Queen Elizabeth, the Beatles, the riots in L.A. even, Elizabeth Taylor, Hurricane Katrina, Princess Diana, Bobby Fischer, Michael, it just goes on forever. Very interesting. And did you learn anything about any of those people or just about Harry Benson himself throughout the documentary that you'd like to share? Um, I'd say that they, sh they did like a, quite an even portion, but mainly about his photography. They didn't do much about the background of the Beatles and stuff, but they did like just a hint. And each picture, each picture they did tell a story about. Very interesting. And a lot of documentaries, I feel like they achieve perfectly in cinematography. And that's what makes a lot of them so great. So how did this one do with cinematography? Its cinematography was mainly the pictures. And it was, the pictures are incredible. So I'd say the cinematography is also incredible. And, and the, people in the, uh, the people in the photos were incredible. And also, we got to have some interviews with a couple of people, and they were also incredible because they were just, the uh, cinematography when the camera was on them was perfect, and it was very enjoyable. And did you, uh, did you ever lose interest, or were you completely uh, stuck to the film and you could not look away? I was pretty, I was stuck to the film because I could not look away. It was just incredible. And there are many guest star appearances, including Alec Baldwin, uh, Dan Rather, Sharon Stone, Ralph Lauren, and many more people who uh, got photographed by him. And he, they said good things about him. And he is a great person because he's been doing this for over 60 years. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's incredible because he doesn't look a day over 50. It is very incredible, and just how many people he photographed in his career is amazing that he's still photographing people is really spectacular. But how many stars do you give this film? I would say that I would give this 5 out of 5 caption photograph shooting stars, and the perfect age range for this is probably 7 to 18 because kids will love learning about Harry Benson and the amazing people he met, the places he traveled to, and all the iconic figures he has taken pictures of while the adults will learn about who took the pictures of these iconic figures that they've seen over the years. I also got to meet him, and he's incredible, and he's an absolute sweetheart, so you guys should definitely check out that on YouTube, and I would recommend watching it. It's a really good review interview, and you guys will be able to learn a couple of facts. And uh, you just mentioned that you actually got to talk to him, so did you learn anything about him that you'd like to share? So I'm going to save it for when you guys watch it on YouTube. Let's say that. But, um, yeah, I actually learned that he's 86, and I did not expect that. I was like, wow. I, I'm telling you, he doesn't look a day over 50. He's taking really good care of himself. Well, that is very cool. Well, definitely check out this documentary. Morgan, thank you so much for talking to me. It is out now, and it sounds fantastic. I will be definitely checking it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids vs. Common Attractions. This show is sponsored by Dino Dan, wonderful Wizards of Dinos. We don't care how you got here. 
We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Morgan Birch. I'm currently in sunny LA, age 12, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I know this is almost Thanksgiving, and I'm very excited, so you guys are all looking forward to having a good time with your families, and I would definitely recommend watching our sponsor, Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Dino Oz. It's really good for the entire family, and you guys will have a great time learning fun facts about dinosaurs as well with your kids and the rest of your family. We have been talking about some magnificent uh, topics, including we got to talk to J.J. Johnson, the creator of Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Dino Oz. Um, We just got done talking about Finding Dory, the DVD release, and Harry Benson. And right now we're going to be talking to the magnificent Jerry about Arrival. So how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Thank you. So um, what's this film about? 
So this is pretty much about a hypothetical situation in South Fiction. It's about 12 UFOs, very, very large UFOs, randomly landing on Earth in 12 random locations. And, of course, one lands in the United States, and the United States is, of course, panicking. So the United States gets the best linguist they know, somebody who studies languages and knows how to translate really well, named Louise, who's played by Amy Adams, and a gifted theoretical physicist who pretty much studies physics that may or may not exist, we don't really know, whose name is Ian, played by Jeremy Renner, and they need to help translate exactly what these aliens want and why did they come to Earth, and once they start translating their very strange, unique language, they learn some things about time and physics that completely blows out everything else you know. Wow, that's incredible, and that's actually really cool because a lot of alien films have been made, but not that many about trying to communicate with aliens because most people are like, oh, well, you know, they're trying to scare us. We got to go and panic, and we got to try and get the guns and shoot them all or, you know, find out what they want. Have you seen the movie Contact by any chance? I have not, but I know it's a lot like this. I've heard that the stories are very much similar. I have seen it, and they are actually, this plot sounds amazing, and I, I really want to see this, so I'm like, yay! Now, what was it like um, being able to watch Amy Adams and Jeremy Reaver and so many other great people who play incredible parts? Oh, they all did fantastic. The whole cast did fantastic. Of course, the main two characters, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, they did stupendous. They had perfect relationships with each other. There really isn't romance. There's a slight bit of romance. I'm not going to exactly spoil what happens at the very end. That's all I'm going to say about the romance. But the whole film, they just had a very good relationship because most of it, they were just talking about how tired they were and just talking about work. They still seem very connected. And I just have to give props to Amy Adams, who played Louise. She did phenomenal just phenomenal because she plays such a unique character who's under such unique circumstances again i don't want to say too much because it is a very complex plot and one little piece can spoil the whole thing so she just has a very unique character that goes under a lot and has a very close connection to the aliens yeah amy adams also started from a wonderful movie enchanted from a while ago and also she's from colorado which shocked me i was like oh my gosh that's so incredible and very cool so, what was one of your favorite parts about this film, and what was your favorite scene? Ooh, I, I, it's hard to say what my favorite scene is. I think my favorite scene is when they first started writing in their language, because their language isn't like Chinese or English or anything else where you write left, right, up, or down. Their language, they kind of write in circles, so it works that they write left and right in circles, and it's exactly the same no matter what you read it, which is kind of a creepy sort of thing when you really think about it. And this makes them think and be able to come up with sentences from thin air, like very complex sentences in a split second. And just how they did it was like using ink and gravity to their advantage to make the languages. It was so pretty and so beautiful and so unique. Honestly, I don't think you'd ever see anything else like that in terms of how they made the languages. Wow, that's incredible. And that's actually very um, amazing the way that they do that because nobody else has done that before. Wow. And that's just really cool. Now, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some fantastic topics, including talking to J.J. Johnson, the creator of Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard of Dino Oz, Finding Dory, the DVD, Harry Benson, Shoot First, uh, 
also a rival right now with Jerry, and then we will be soon be talking about Rules Don't Apply and Moana. But right now we are talking to Jerry about Arrival, and let's continue to our interview. So other than that, um, that's actually very incredible. And how was the music in this film? The music was fantastic. I think it was very unique. It fit the theme of the story well, but I want to talk about the sound in general because the sound mixing and the sound editing, just sound effects in general for the 1,500-foot UFOs and the aliens and just the ambient room sounds to make things more and more intense was perfect. And this is truly a film that either watch in a movie theater or watch with a surround sound system because it's just a whole different experience than just watching it in front of you with one speaker or, or a pair of headphones. It, it, you just feel like you're there and you feel like your heart is slumping, that you're right in front of these ginormous creatures that are, are from another planet and you have no idea what they are, what they do. And it just makes you feel so much more in depth with the story and the idea. And to balance everything like the the script and the sound mixing, the sound editing, the music, the story to balance that so well that Arrival did is very hard and this film achieved it perfectly. And that's incredible. Now, do you get to see the aliens at all? You do get to see the aliens, and I kind of like how they reveal them because you first, you see very, very little of them and at the very end, then you finally see the whole alien. And I'm not going to spoil what they look like because, again, it's a it's a very complex story with a lot of spoiler alerts, but it it's a very interesting complex. It kind of looks like an alien. It kind of looks like human, but they made it very different, and it just makes you think about how exactly did they survive, how they look, because they look very different and they feel very different. Now, were the graphics believable? Oh, definitely. The aliens. Definitely for sure. I kind of like the spaceships because they made them giant dark eggs, that's all they really did. It was like simplistically beautiful because there's clouds around them and all of that, which made it very beautiful, very peaceful, but also terrifying and mysterious. And the aliens themselves were very deep in detail. Sometimes I found myself looking at the aliens more in awe than I did the actual spaceship and around the spaceship, just because of how unique they looked and how texturized their skin was and how much in deep detail it was. Wow, that's very intriguing and very interesting as well. Now, were there um, any spaceships that the humans rode, or was it just the spaceships that you got to see from the alien that the aliens made? It was definitely the aliens because this isn't a sci-fi film where the humans are extremely advanced. This is as if this happened today or tomorrow. It's pretty much the humans. We are at a complete disadvantage to these aliens. We have our guns and our cars and our planes. These aliens, they are from who knows where using who knows what and we don't even know what they want and this is definitely not a sci-fi film despite the fact that there's aliens this is more of a drama this is more of an adventure this is more of an action but this is not a sci-fi film which was surprised me quite a lot oh so you're saying that there's not that much of uh sci-fi from the uh, the scary aliens and stuff yeah um was it like independence day by any chance it wasn't like Independence Day because Independence Day was definitely a sci-fi film. Independence Day was more of the battle and all of that, while this is more of the process of communicating. And what I really like about Arrivals because it takes a whole different perspective of the whole aliens. It kind of goes with the E.T. perspective. Instead of just aliens being all harsh and mean, they kind of look at the more perspective that maybe the aliens are slightly just as confused as us or maybe try and get something from us as well and don't really understand how. Because... 
it's all about them communicating. It's all about them slowly building up that language and that process of building up that language, which I really liked. And I think that makes it like truly a unique sci-fi film. It can be categorized as a sci-fi film because it has aliens, but it's not a whole separate category that things like Independence Day, Star Wars, Star Trek, things where it's just battles and wars and lasers. This is much deeper and much more intense and unique. And that's really incredible. So it wasn't really scary at all because it wasn't a sci-fi. And I really it, want to see it. It looks amazing. It is definitely amazing. And, I, and it's not scary, but it is intense. Oh, that, well, that's great to know. And th uh, what would you say the age range for this would be? I'd say the age range is 13 to 18 simply because there's slight language and it is very intense and has a lot of action scenes. And I absolutely give it five out of five stars. Despite a small pickup at the end, I feel like they extended the end a little bit trying to explain it. But that's only a very small, like five minutes of the film. And overall, the film is fantastic and a masterpiece and you definitely should watch. So I'd give it five out of five stars. Well, thank you so much for this interview, Jerry. It is great to see you. It was great talking to you. Well, thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brianne Birch, currently in L.A. and 12 years old, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for today is Dino Dan, wonderful wizard of Dino Oz, and I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about are the movies they choose to go frequency? see. At Kids First, we be believe that smart that kids make smart consumers. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the Mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. We were just talking about the spectacular film Arrival, which I definitely recommend you check out. Now we're going to talk about an also new film, Rules Don't Apply, with both Morgan, who is 11 and lives in L.A., and Maria, who is 17 and lives in Miami. So let's start with you, Morgan. What did you think about Rules Don't Apply? I think this film was actually really cool. I love the way that they had the feeling that it was back in, you know, like, a, I'd say in the 1950s and it was really perfect the way that they had it because it really seemed like you were in that timeline with the cool cars and you know the fancy ladies and women and all that and all the cool outfits so that was very wonderful but also there were a couple of subjects that uh younger kids would probably not understand so i'd say that yeah this is probably a little bit for um older kids because there are just a couple of things that will like fly over their head but other than that, the storyline is intriguing. The film is full of romance and drama, which is what makes it so special and why I like it. And also, I enjoy the film learning about some interesting facts about Howard Hughes and how he becomes such a well-known figure in history. Now, Maria, my, ne- my next question is for you. This is a romance, correct? I, fe- I got the gif from the trailer in the story that is a romance. Yes, this is a romance, and it's between Marla and her driver, Frank. And basically, this movie is about the relationship and also about the relationship of the director, Howard Hughes. And how was the romance in the film? By the way, Marla is played by Lily Collins, and Frank is played by Alan Enrich, and Howard Hughes is played by Warren Beatty. Okay, they did an amazing job role in trying to achieve the romance. As soon as Marla touches down in L.A., she arrives in L.A., you can see the chemistry that she has between between Frank and her. Like, you see it right away. So I feel like the director did a, a great job in trying to portray, you know, that chemistry and that feeling. 
And Maria, what do you think about the acting in general? Because it is a romance, but there's also a lot of other people. Like there's uh, Ed Harris who plays Mr. Bransford. There's uh, like Baldwin who plays Bad Mayhew. So how did the whole cast do? I personally love the cast that was part of this film, the director and just everyone. Well, the cast director did a great job in picking the cast. I, abso I absolutely love Lily Collins, I feel like that she's a great actress, but besides her also, I love that Warren Beatty was not only the director, but, but also the actor who who um, did the world of Howard Hughes. So I thought that was really cool because he's directing his own movie, yet also starting in his own movie. Yes, and also, um, really quickly, it's not Beatty, it's Beatty. Oh, yes. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you about that. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Morgan, what do you think about the acting? I think the acting was spectacular because Lily Lily Collins, who plays Marlon um, Mabry, is just magnificent. She brings her to life as an inspiring act actress, and she's full of hopes and dreams, and she wants to accomplish so much. And then um, Frank is stupendous. He had me feeling all the emotions in the film, and he even made me cry in a couple of scenes, and it's just incredible the way he plays his character. And he wants to be close to Howard Hughes because he wants him to help him buy um, some land for investment. And the way that these all these characters combined it together really just come together, it's just wow. Including Warren um, Beatty, who is the director, writer, and producer of this dramatic film. He is an award-winning icon, and he really brings this to his performance as well. And the award-winning um, actress, his actress wife, and teen Benny, is also stars in this movie, and she's just incredible. And she's a concerned mother who is, well, reminded me of my own mother, who's always worrying about me, just like she is. So what age range would you give this film? I'd say 14 or 15 and up to 18. Because kids will probably like not understand a couple of concepts, and also there's a little bit of drinking and also just a tad bit of cussing. But other than that, it's pretty much okay for families, and adults will really like the film because they'll be like inspired, and it really helps people come out to their shell. I will give this film the age range between 14 to 18, also, because there are some scenes that I'll say that are more for the older audience. And what do you guys, how many stars would you give this guy? Uh, Morgan, let's start with you. The perfect stars for this would probably be, I'd definitely say five out of five because of the acting and everything put together was just very inspiring and very dramatic. And Maria, how about you? I will have to agree and I will also give this film five out of five because I really love the set design the acting is great, and the cinematography is fantastic. They did, they overall, they did an amazing job in this film. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking to me about Rules Don't Apply. For the viewers, if you'd like to check this out, it now comes out on November 23rd. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and right now, we were just talking about the new film, Rules Don't Apply. Now we're going to switch over to with Carla, who is 12 and lives in New Jersey, about the new film, Moana. So, Carla, what did you think about this film? Moana is a beautiful movie. I liked it because it shows that girls can be brave.
And can you tell us the story of the film? Moana is about a girl, which is a daughter of the chief of a village in the Pacific Islands, who has to go in, to has to go on an adventure to save her people. There was this um, god named Tikka that made all the islands, and then a demigod named Maui took her heart, and then all the islands are turning into dust. Very interesting. And how was the voiceover? We have the legendary Dwayne Johnson playing Maui, and we also have. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Ali Krabuffo playing Moana. So how did they do? I think that they did really great. And the animation of this film looks just so, so beautiful. What did you think about it? I thought it was very great. It kind of it looked realistic. Kind of like virtual reality. And was there any soundtrack in this film? Um, yeah. I like it because it's like going with the theme of the movie. Like, it's, um, like, kind of, like, tribal mu music. I really like that. Very interesting. It does sound like it fits very perfectly with the story. A lot of these types of films usually have morals. So does this one have a moral? Yeah. The moral of this story is um, to be brave and um, to not care what other people think. Well, that's a very good moral and definitely something that a lot of people should listen to. And how many stars do you give this film? Um, I give this movie a 5 out of 5 stars. And what age range? The age range is um, around 6 to 18 because I feel like teens will kind of like this movie. And did this film keep your attention the whole time or were you bored at all but, or did you stick to the film the whole time? I was intrigued with the film. Um, I didn't get bored at all. It was very good. That's how good it was. And do you have a favorite character? Um, my favorite char character is Grandma Tala because um, she's um, very brave and um, doesn't care that the village calls her crazy for loving the sea. Oh, very interesting. I, I like that about that character. And what genre would you say this is? Would you say this is adventure, action? What would you say it is? Um, I think it's um, adventure. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Moana. For the viewers, if you'd like to check this out, and it sounds like a great film, it comes out on November 23rd. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Come Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Dino Dale, wonderful wizard of diamonds. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.